It is September 12th, the day after 9-11. And of course, YouTube deleted, removed my 9-11 special. Um, I honestly wasn't super surprised that they were going to remove that because it has... Um, footage that people consider a conspiracy theory um, and to implicate the government in one way or another uh, and being complicit with 9-11. Uh, and the weird thing was that I actually thought that it might get removed for the clip about the thimerosal in the vaccines uh, because they are pretty censorious around vaccine content on uh, YouTube. And I thought I was gonna get medical misinformation for the video uh, talking about how 9-11 uh, was an opportunity 
for the government to disallow suing uh, Lilly and other companies that were um, using thimerosal, uh, mercury-based chemical in their vaccines. So that's what I thought I was going to get. So I did make sure to download the episode and put it to Spotify as soon as it was available. So you can definitely uh, go to the Fight Wing TV radio um, Spotify and watch the full episode, which was taken down off of YouTube. Uh, but the weirdest part was it was not taken down for the thimerosal clip. It was not taken down about medical misinformation about uh, possible links between thimerosal containing vaccines and autism. What it was removed for was hate speech. Huh? I really don't understand it. <laughs> Here, have a look at what what they uh only thing that I can infer from that is that they consider that the government to be a protected class because hate speech is anything that uh, encourages uh, distress or hatred supposedly um, against members of a protected group. In the episode, I was clearly exonerating Muslim extremists from being the framers of 9-11. So I'm not sure what other demographic group might have been mentioned at all during the broadcast other than uh, the clip from um, Back to the Future where we're saying that they foreshadowed something with supposed Muslim terrorists at a Twin Pines mall. Um, but the government narrative is supposedly that Muslim extremists, Islamic terrorists or whatever did that. And my entire episode was essentially disproving that narrative, disproving the idea that it was Muslim extremists and pretty much pointing the finger at the fact that it might've had something to do with our own government or at least uh, people tied to our government, like the Rockefellers, et cetera. Um, so on 9-12 back in 2001, what we did was we looked back at the day before, the chaos of the day before, so I'm going to do that today. Well, let's look back at the chaos of the day before today, which was yesterday. Uh, and since YouTube decided to censor, um, they're not going to silence my feed. I'm just going to only be broadcasting on Twitch. You know, as you know, Obviously, if you're watching this on Twitch right now, um, I've been broadcasting on Twitch and then also on YouTube. And it's not going to be on YouTube anymore because they apparently uh, don't want people questioning the 9-11 narrative that it was the Muslims. Apparently, going against generalized bigotry or messaging that promotes generalized bigotry is considered hate speech over at YouTube. It's crazy. It's crazy. What else is crazy is this footage 
uh, that you're about to watch. Let's 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 go into 9/11 a little bit more, since apparently whatever I was saying was uh, incensing uh, the powers that be. Um, I'm going to go harder on it today. So you thought you shut me up about 9/11 by taking down yesterday's episode. Well, it's still available on Spotify. Uh, it's at least temporarily still available on Twitch. And um, fuck you, YouTube. Government is not a protected class. Your website uh, should be removing some of the content that's on there that you leave. Yet we get anything questioning government narratives or possibly things trying to promote uh, unity among the people. You say, I don't just hate the Muslims. They didn't do this. You know, that's, that's bad over there, apparently. But um, you're supposed to be allowed to say stuff like that. Uh, it doesn't violate any of their terms of service to suggest that the government had a hand in uh, 9-11. Uh, and I think that sites that do that, platforms that do that, um, are platforms in a sense, but they're really publishers. Because if you can be deplatformed, they're choosing what to publish. So they're the publisher. Therefore, I believe they should have their Section 230 community uh, removed. So what is Section 230? Uh, Section 230 provides immunity from civil liabilities for information service providers uh, that remove or restrict content from their services that they deem obscene, lewd, uh, lascivious, filthy, excessively violent, harassing, or otherwise objectionable. Uh, whether or not such material is constitutionally protected as long as they act in good faith in this action. I don't believe they're acting in good faith. I don't believe there was any uh, good Samaritan behavior on the part of YouTube by removing content that questions the 9-11 narrative and that uh, tries to unite us as American people or even as human people, rather than, uh, oh, well, he's part of that group that did 9-11. Only people that are part of that group that did 9-11 are working for the government. They're not some you know religious person in the Middle East or in some mosque in your town. Let's have a look at uh, some more footage from the day of. Here's Tower. So you saw those flashes of light coming from different points within the building. Um, that looked like a internal demolition, right? A little bit Walking down the stairs, we made it to the eighth guy. floor. Big explosion. Blew us back into the eighth floor. And I turned to Hesh, I, I said, this is it. We're dead. We're, we're not going to make it out of here. I took uh, a fire extinguisher and I bust the window out. That's when this gentleman, this gentleman here heard my cries for help. Hi, my name is Barry Jennings. I'm 52 years old. Um, I've worked for, for 33 years at one location. When the Office of Emergency Management did an activation, they always, they always included our locale. And what it what it what what we did was 
What they did was monitor the emergency. They actually coordinated the emergency through several agencies. I, I received the call shortly after the first plane hit. I got there, uh, I had to be inside on the 23rd floor when the second plane hit. Upon arriving into the OEM uh, EOC, we noticed that everybody was gone. I saw coffee that was on a desk. Still, the smoke was still coming off the coffee. I saw, I saw uh, half-eaten sandwiches. And only me, Mr. Hess, was up there. Um, after I called several individuals, one individual told me that um, to leave and leave right away. Mr. Hess came running back in and said, we're the only ones up here, we got to get out of here. He found the stairwell. So we, we subsequently went to the stairwell and we're going down the stairs. When we reached the eighth or the sixth floor, the landing that we were standing on gave way. There was an explosion and the landing gave way. And we're, I was left there hanging. I had to climb back up and now I had to walk back up to the eighth floor. When I made it to the sixth floor and, and, and the, there was an explosion, the explosion was beneath me. Keep in mind now, it's pitch black in there. All the lights went out. So when the explosion happened, it blew us back. I'm thinking I'm standing on a, on, on the landing. I'm actually holding on to a pole above us. Really? And I had to climb back up because Hess is yelling, what do we do now? I said, there's only one thing we can do is, and it's go back up. Both buildings were still standing. Keep in mind, I told you the fire department came and ran. They came twice. Why? Because building tower one fell, then tower two fell. And then when they came back, they came back with all concern now, like to get me the hell out of there. I was trapped in there for several hours. I was trapped in there when both buildings came down. All this time, I'm hearing all type of explosions. All this time, I'm hearing explosions. When they finally got to us, and they took us down to what what they they uh, called the lobby, because I asked them, I said, when we got down there, I said, where are we? He said, this was the lobby. And I said, you gotta be kidding me. It was total ruins. Total ruins. Now keep in mind, when I came in there, the lobby had nice escalators. It was a huge lobby. And for me to see what I saw, it was unbelievable. And the firefighter that took us down kept saying, do not look down. And I kept saying, why? He said, do not look down. And we were stepping over people. And you know you can feel when you're stepping over people. This big, giant police officer came to me. And he says, you have to run. I said, I can't run, my knees are swollen. He said, you're gonna have to get on your knees and crawl in. He said, because we have reports of more explosions. And that's when I started crawling. And I saw this guy fall behind me. And his comrades came to his aid. They dragged him to safety. I'm just confused about one thing and one thing only. Why World Trade Center 7 went down in the first place. I'm very confused about that. I know what I heard. I heard explosions. The, the, the um, expl explanation I got was it was the uh, fuel oil tank. I'm an old boiler guy. If it was a fuel oil tank, it would have been one side of the building. Okay, so that is a gentleman who was there in the building. Now you'll notice that his account differs from most of what you'll uh, hear from the government and the mainstream media in that number one, he heard explosions, probably some of which that we just saw in the previous clip, those points of light doing like this in the build throughout the building and then it collapses. Okay. Um, but there's also uh, a belief among people that when building seven started to fall down, that everybody was out of it. But yet this guy says he's stepping over bodies. Hmm. Not sure about that. 
uh, official narrative being right if he's stepping over bodies. Check uh, out this. World Trade Center 7 had always been considered the starting point for rebuilding. Located north of the slurry wall, 7 had been cleared faster than the rest of the site. And there had been no bodies to recover. Pelted by debris when the North Tower collapsed, 7 burned until late afternoon, allowing occupants to evacuate to safety. I remember getting a call from the uh, fire department commander telling me that they were not sure they were going to be able to contain the fire. And I said, you know, we've had such terrible loss of life. Maybe the smartest thing to do is, is pull it. Uh, and they made that decision to pull. And then we watched the building collapse. If you didn't understand what he said at the end there, he said, we made the decision to pull it. To pull the building down because they wanted it to hold demolition to supposedly lower the risk of their loss of. So, there's two parts of the narrative being presented there. Uh, building seven was easy cleanup because there were no bodies versus Jennings' uh, personal eyewitness account that he was physically stepping over bodies on the way out of building seven. Or the idea that debris from the other buildings are what caused Tower 7 to fall? Or do you have Larry Silverstein right there saying that it was a decision that was made to pull Building 7? Let's look at some more footage. And then heard this noise that seemed to come from everywhere but didn't, had no idea what it was. And then the South Tower just exploded. It just, it just, it just blew up. And somebody said that was a plane. And it's like, I was underneath it. I was looking at the tower. I had my camera in my hand. I heard the noise. I never saw the airplane. I was less than 100 yards away from the building. I was standing on West Street. He had this view. Each image in the flight path is separated by one second. David Hanshu would have been able to see the plane for at least six seconds. He would have been able to hear it coming for considerably longer than that. The South Tower just exploded. It just blew up. I was underneath it. I was looking at the tower. I had my camera in my hand. I never saw the airplane. No second plane. It was a bomb. Bombing in all the building. Not second plane. That was a bomb. Right. Who said the second plane? That's what we're told. Second plane. No, we saw it on television. Like everything. All right. Thanks a lot. What happened was I was down in the basement. All of a sudden we heard a, a, a loud bang. And the elevator doors blew open. Some guy was, was burnt up. So I dragged him out. His, his skin was all hanging off. So I dragged him out. I pulled him out of the parking lot. This was what was left on it. Pulled him out. When I pulled him out, I looked up, and the second one, the uh, second bomb blew off. Just saw a burst, a big burst. All of a sudden, you heard a loud explosion. So we all ran to look. And the first building was a big hole on the side of it, and then the other side went in flames. So we stood there in shock. Everyone screaming. A woman collapsed on me. I had to lay her down on my textbooks. And before you know it, out of nowhere, the next building blew up. And then every, all of a sudden, everybody's in stand, everyone's running all over the place, the panic attack. We actually didn't see the second plane, but we saw the explosion hit the other tower. That has to be a bomb, right? Yes, of course. That exploded right in front of us. No, a bomb, I saw it. A, no, no plane hit nothing. That is not a plane. They don't know what they're talking about. How would they see a plane hit, hit that? Dude, I saw the second explosion. That was no plane that hit the second building. It exploded from the inside out. I did not see a plane. I didn't, they said the plane hit the first building. The second building just exploded. That looks like a second plane. I did not see a plane go in. That just exploded. So, that's a lot of people. That's not one guy who was in the wrong angle and he was just forgotten. Those are many, multiple, unrelated people 
from various angles who all said the second tower exploded. So, Plane hits first building. Second tower, huge explosion comes out. Third tower, people see a bunch of little small explosions and it falls down. The explosions come from the inside going out. How is this Muslim terrorist blowing up a building by flying a plane into it? Now let's also suspend your disbelief in that, oh, that was just so crazy how that happened when you, when you believe what they say and, and take for a moment and, and disbelieve what they say completely, or at least assume that there, there is no truth without having to be proved, right? So we're talking about two buildings which were skyscrapers for sure, and one which was a very tall building. Three buildings, completely taken down by two airplanes. Think about this, airplanes. You know how, how large an airplane is compared to a skyscraper. Why would the entire building collapse after being hit in the upper levels by an airplane. Why? How would that happen? When have you ever played uh, Jenga? Do you remember that game Jenga, where you take little pieces of wood and you stack them, and it tells you, "Oh, pull this piece out and see if it collapses." Okay, so if you played Jenga and you built it all the way up solid and you're let's say there's 30 level your Jenga stack and you pull out some things from let's say level 20 where there's only 10 levels above there's a chance that a lot of that stuff is going to fall down and then a couple levels below may be crunched down, but your entire stack is not going to fall. And that is just wood that's loosely stacked on top of each other, okay? We're talking about a well-constructed building with steel beams that go all the way into the ground, all the way up, you know, for, we're, we're talking uh, supposedly one of the, modern construction marvels at the time. How on earth did they get all of these people? I mean, including me at the time. I mean, I was a, uh, what not, you know, I wasn't that old. I was only uh, 20 when it happened. And, uh, of course, I was, uh, you know, poor and I didn't have a computer yet. You know, back then a computer was only for rich people and that was the only way you could really look up stuff that they don't have at your local library. Um, so I didn't have access to much information regarding uh, the truth about 9-11. I figured that maybe the government had something to do with it. But I didn't put it all together how so many different people had stories and footage that proves it wrong. And the big lie, I mean, I guess, you know, Hitler, when he said the bigger the lie, the more readily it's believed, uh, he, he, the government took that to heart. Uh, and they decided to say, yeah, two planes, three buildings, totally decimated. Try and recreate this with your Legos, with your Jengas, with your anything, with, with a dollhouse. Make it make sense. Make it make 
So. Jean, you're saying that you didn't see anything initially. You didn't see a plane actually approach the building. I had no idea it was a plane. I just, uh, I just saw the entire uh, top part of the World Trade Center explode. So you... uh, I turned on the TV when I heard they said it was a plane. Right. It was really strange. A large section of the building is blown out around like the 80th floor. Did, was it hit by something or was it something it was inside. inside? It, it was, was inside. inside. The fire department was sitting here all morning. Yeah, they saw right it. there. I, saw I was it. wondering what they I doing. And I said, what is the fire department just I sitting there? That's why I'm thinking it's a conspiracy. Is that a little boom? I saw it. I saw it. Look at the smoke. That's what I thought. See, I thought as soon as it happened, I said, was it terrorists? Because the fire department been waiting there. Like they've been waiting for them to come in. They bombed the world Trade Center. I'm looking at it. Meek Young's videotaping it. Oh, another bomb just went off on the other side. You guys, I saw the I saw the second building explode. I couldn't. No, I saw it. I had nothing hit it. I didn't see anything hit it. Here's what I don't get. Is how our CIA yeah. or FBI yeah. had no That's I had thought that there was an explosion from within the Trade Center. So you have, so you really have, have no idea of how large a plane the first one was? No, I didn't even know that was a plane. I learned that from the news media. Can you rely on what you read? Can you trust what you hear? Can you believe what you see? The media. Are they serving you or serving themselves? Yo, that's a, I got some film. That side blowing up. That side just blew up a minute ago. It just blew up. Flat out blew up. I saw that second building blow up. It was a bomb. Aluminium projectiles cannot penetrate steel targets. It's very obvious. Okay, but so what, how it how could it happen that subsonic aluminium plane could penetrate double-walled steel perimeters of the World Trade Center Twin Towers? The plane coming out the other side of Tower 2. Completely in one side and out the other. Again, more disparate people, nothing to do with each other, at least apparently, Claiming that they saw second building explode, blow up, a bomb. Everybody keeps saying bomb. Everybody who was starting to believe it was a plane says, I, I didn't know about that. I heard that from the news. Every single instance I can find of the second building being destroyed by a plane comes from the media and not people who were on the street there at the time. Everybody on the street at the time, whether they want to remember it and memory hold all of this or not, that's what they were saying. They say that everybody was saying that they saw a bomb. Back in those days, in 2001, uh, there was, obviously Operation Mockingbird was already in full effect, but they had less control and less surveillance uh, in order to be able to envelop the public in the narrative with, without any dissenting voices. Essentially what they had to do with 9-11 was just memory hole a bunch of footage and delete it until um, media companies, oh, uh, cut that out, That's, that guy's a conspiracy theorist, don't, we don't wanna spread that. Um, national security issues, whatever they use as an excuse at the time. Uh, nowadays, after 9-11, since they use that as, as the precursor to the surveillance state, to the panopticon, uh, it's much easier for them to say something, have all of the media echo it. And if you notice, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but man on the street interviews very rarely happen after tragic events anymore. Man on the street interviews are almost always conducted regarding something simple like a, a car crash or, um, you know, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. You know, their personal, you know, apartment building burned down or something like that. And they try to interview the most crazy looking or 
crazy sounding or low IQ sounding person that they can. And nowadays, man on the street interviews are the equivalent of me. There's stuff of memes that most news footage memes that you see are man on the street interviews or woman on the street, whatever. Uh, but after 9-11, they were kind of like putting the kibosh on getting eyewitnesses from the men on the street because they might not agree or be saying something in line with the proper narrative. You saw those guys just sitting out on the basketball court, regular niggas just chilling. He said, them niggas that blew up them buildings fucked up. And then the other guy said, well, how is it that our CIA and our FBI didn't know nothing about this. Yeah, because it's an inside job. That was on the day of 9-11 that they were saying that. Just regular people could clearly presume that something of that scale had to be known about. And later on, we found out that it was, in fact, known about. Uh, but now, let's go a little bit deeper into the idea that the Operation Mockingbird, they were trying to do it. They just didn't catch all the loose ends before they got broadcast. Uh, the following video is an example of the media jumping the gun and spitting the narrative out before the actual occurrence. In this case, we're talking about the BBC, which is talking about the fall of Building 7 before it actually fell. Um, there's some text been put over it. Uh, not my edit. The text is a little bit corny, like, oh, I, you know, if I could tell the future, I would do the lottery or whatever, you know, stuff like that. Um, but I did want to do a shout out and a thank you to uh, MJ Truth on Twitter, who has a, a lot of these footage, plus a lot more in a thread on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. You'll see his watermark on, the, uh, on several of these. Um, so I'm not trying to obviously take credit for any of this footage. I'm not from the news or whatever, but it was compiled uh, by MJ uh, Truth on X Twitter. And this video here from the BBC should just tell you that there's more going on and, uh, than they were admitting and that the government or someone anyway, put out information to the media uh, ahead of time. Now, more on the latest building collapse in New York. You might have heard a few moments ago, I was talking about the Salomon Brothers building collapsing. And indeed it has. Apparently that's only a few hundred yards away from where the World Trade Center towers were. And it seems that this was not a result of a new attack. It was because the uh, building had been weakened uh, during uh, this morning's attacks. We'll probably find out more now about that from our correspondent, Jane Stanley. Jane, what more can you tell us about the Salomon Brothers building and its collapse? Well, only really what you already know. Details are very, very sketchy. There's almost a sense downtown in uh, New York behind me, down by the World Trade Centers, of uh, just an area completely closed off as the rescue workers try to do their job. But this isn't the first building that um, has suffered as a result. We know that part of the Marriott Hotel next to the World Trade Center also collapsed as a result of this huge amount of falling debris from 110 floors of two, the two twin towers of the World Trade Center. As you can see behind me, the uh, Trade Center appears to be still burning. We see these huge clouds of smoke and ash, and we know that behind that there's an empty piece of what was a very familiar New York skyline, a symbol of the financial prosperity of this city, but uh, completely disappeared now, and New York is still unable to take on board what has happened to them today.
Presumably there were very few people in the Salomon building when it collapsed. I mean, there were, I suppose, fears of possible further collapses around the area. That's what you would hope because this whole downtown area behind me has been completely sealed off and evacuated apart from the emergency workers. That was done by the mayor, Rudy Giuliani, uh, much earlier today uh, because of, the course, the dreadful collapse of the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center. But uh, New York very much a city still in chaos. The phones are not working properly. The subway lines are not working properly. And we know that down there near the World Trade Center there are three schools that um, are being turned into triage centers for emergency treatment. And I know that over in New York Harbor, where the famous Statue of Liberty is, there's a field hospital where 1,500 people are being treated. And we have heard, though it's unconfirmed as yet, that 100 New York City police officers have been taken there as well for treatment. But we do need to confirm uh, those figures for the officers. It's now, what, some eight hours since the attacks. Is there any estimate yet available of the number of casualties in the World Trade Center? I think we can only go at this point with the words expressed by the mayor of New York, Rudy Giuliani, that it's too frightening to think how many there could be. We know that uh, it's about almost 300 people on the airliners that were used in these attacks. But you've got to remember, this was 9 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday morning. It's busy in downtown Manhattan in the financial district then. The World Trade Center itself has 50,000 workers. There are tens of thousands of tourists who go up there every day. The figures are almost too frightening to, to contemplate. You can understand why nobody yet wants to put a figure on them. Listening to the mayor, Rudy Giuliani, a bit earlier, one of his messages was, you know, business as usual, you know, we won't let this get us down. But presumably, a lot of Manhattan people must have, uh, have fled the city to Long Island to get away from possible further attacks. Well, a lot of people were certainly trying to, but you remember that very early on, all the bridges and uh, tunnels to the city, as well as the airports, were closed. New York was sealed, essentially. Now, we do know that the Long Island Railroad has become, begun running again to get people out of the city if they can, and people who can't manage to get out and perhaps lived in that area, they're being offered accommodation in uh, empty school buildings. But uh, certainly I saw earlier on today huge crowds of people desperately trying to walk up uh, upper Manhattan to get as far away as possible. Um, I think nobody really knows how to go or where to go and you have to remember even even now I don't think people can sink it, it can sink in to people what's happened. We haven't for the past uh, hour or so heard much from the people of Manhattan. You're with them there. I mean what are they saying tonight after this catastrophic attack? As I said many just cannot believe this has happened and I've seen you know, big burly men and women with the, you know, tears in their eyes today, shaking their heads, wondering what on earth is going on. There was a, a, a sense of panic. Our reports from the scene were of people just absolutely horrified. And I've already seen some photographs of that a, a man took down in the, the downtown area. And it looks like the aftermath of, of a huge atom bomb or something just just full of debris and of like a white carpeting of snow from all the dust and rubbish that had fallen i don't think people can comprehend they certainly have lost any feeling of safety um, there's still a great pride in the city people are determined to fought to fight back but a great sense of shock and loss people keep looking at the sky for example where you can see the plume of smoke and say when that's gone, it won't be there anymore. Our Twin Towers won't be there. Such a symbol of New York. Are they talking yet about revenge and what the government should do to counter this uh, threat, or are they numb still? I think people are still numb, and I don't think people are talking about revenge in that way at all yet. I think people are, are still too traumatized. They we don't know how many people have been killed. We, we, we can't even put a figure, I think, when you talk to people on, on, they don't even say how many people might have been killed and injured. And I think that feeling, until idea of the, of the devastation, people don't really know what to say or what to think. I think they feel the bubble of their security as being in America has definitely been popped. This city and this country will not be the same. But they don't really know 
where to turn. Uh, that's the very sad thing. I think there's going to be a lot of very, very traumatized people that, that has hit them very, very hard. Jane, I think many of us, when we heard the news, perhaps on the radio earlier today, were uh, completely flabbergasted by it and, and just couldn't un comprehend it. I mean, it, was, it almost sounded too far-fetched. Um, I was wondering what it's felt like for you being in Manhattan. Well, unfortunately, I think we've lost the line with uh, Jane Stanley in Manhattan. Perhaps we can rejoin her and follow that up later. Across America, citizens are trying to come to grips with the enormity of what has happened. In case uh, you're like thinking that the video was incorrect, well, that might not be Tower 7 behind her. Let's look at a video of Tower 7 again just to confirm. Yeah, that sure that sure looks like the building that was behind the uh, British reporter woman's head, doesn't it? Twenty minutes before it fell, they're telling you that it fell. Larry Silverstein is on the video saying they made the decision to pull it. Maybe they at the BBC had been alerted of the decision to pull and the pulling had just not occurred yet. Uh, or maybe there's something more sinister at hand. Perhaps. Uh, now, the assertion at the end that it's uh, US, UK, Israel and Saudi intelligence working together that's a theory. Um, in order to avoid warmongering, I don't want to implicate any other country that I don't have proof of being involved. Um, but clearly, there's some involvement from the United States government and at least the British media, uh, which is run by their government. So. UK to some point is least involved in the cover-up, uh, if not the actual incident. So uh, I'll leave you with those thoughts <laughs> uh, on 9-12. And you can, uh, as always, uh, go in Spotify or wherever you look at podcasts. Uh, subscribe to the Fight Wing feed and uh, you can look at yesterday's episode on there. If you're watching currently on Twitch, you can uh, at least for the next few days still look at yesterday's episode on Twitch. Um, you can look at it and confirm to me uh what possibly might have been construed as hate speech on an episode showing a bunch of old news footage. Um, so I'm not sure what they expect there. <laughs> uh, but in any case, I hope you have uh, enjoyed the feed and um, keep on it. Keep paying attention to the Spotify feed and we will have new episodes regularly. I'm trying to do this show daily. Also remember, check out all of the stuff right down there. Subscribe Fight Wing Radio on Spotify. Um, join Fight Wing Nation if you're interested. If you uh, think you've got the stuff we are recruiting again, send in an email with your name, photo of yourself, uh, your general location, political background, and uh, social media links if 
you have them. And uh, that will be going to ironwall18 at gmail.com. If you're interested in being a guest on this show, contact via the same email, ironwall18 at gmail.com. And remember to check out Bleach Battalion, listen to my solo music, check out all the stuff on all the sites. There's lots there to uh, go down a rabbit hole into. Also, I wanted to mention that um, we just reopened the Discord server, uh, which I don't have a link there for, but if you go onto my site uh, and click Discord, uh, get you headed there that way. Have a great day on this September 12th, and here's a wonderful advertisement for some very classy duds. Are you tired of being bullied for having a whack-ass boring wardrobe? Answer is simple. Get some style. Stop dressing like a chump. Get you some stylish gear from Fight Week. T-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, and much, much more. Merch.fightweek.com Look around and get rid of that whack-ass t-shirt you're wearing. You know you want to join the cool kids, gang? Fightwing.com